You found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Yes, welcome in and thank you for joining us for this inaugural episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Yes, we are going to be talking about being in balance, freedom, and rest. It's going to be a weekly program. We're looking forward to all that the Lord is going to do through the information that he has downloaded into Dr. Yvonne. And Dr. Yvonne, here we are. First episode. Isn't this exciting? Yes, it is very exciting. <laughs> well, I get to be here for your first episode, and I'm so blessed to do that. You know, we connected in a radio interview about your book, Can You Sleep Like This? And, you know, it was impactful for me. It's been impactful for many. And now the Lord has you doing this television program, and people are going to be coming alongside and learning about living exceptionally and learning about rest, which are things that everybody wants to know. So I'm glad that we've got you to take us on this journey. So while we're, you know, getting to know you a little bit week to week, who is Dr. Yvonne? Yes, thank you so much, Quincy, for joining me for my inaugural episode, as you say. Uh, so by background, um, well, first of all, Dr. Yvonne Thompson. And by background, I have been primarily in the workplace. I have and by trade, a certified public accountant, a CPA, uh, my MBA, a master's in biblical studies, and also a doctorate in uh, ministry. And so I'm excited for what God has been doing the past couple of years. I re released my first book that I authored about a little over a year ago called Can You Sleep Like This in the Rest of God? And it focuses on the principle of rest. And not just from a physical perspective, but also from a spiritual uh, perspective. And along with that book, it the Lord pivoted me into also uh, Elisi, which is a organization or a movement, so to speak, that focuses on how to uh, cultivate believers and cultivate people in living their best life or living exception and living exceptionally from a kingdom perspective. Well, kingdom perspective is something that I am very excited to get this angle because anybody can quote self-help. Anybody can talk about this term, live exceptionally, but if we're not grounding it in the kingdom, if we're not grounding it in the word of God, then it's not going to be sustainable. And I know that that's the, the thread in your book as well, talking about rest. So speaking of which, what led to you wanting to write a book on rest? Because the timing of that was when the whole world shut down and some people were getting too much rest and some people were figuring out what it meant to then juggle things where they couldn't go out into the world and do things they used to know how to do. And we had to all relearn some things. So the timing of that book was very interesting. Yes, I wrote the book during the pandemic, uh, which was a very unusual time, not just personally, but for everyone globally. And in writing that book and focused on the principle, 
what I found was as a corporate professional who worked full-time in the marketplace, but also was working in ministry, a uh, single, pass, uh, single uh, parent over the years, that I was always on the go, go, go. Wow. And there are many times that I would be working for clients. I would be on the East Coast uh, in New Jersey at a client and then would have to fly to the West Coast on a red-eye flight overnight and be at the next client in California all day. And so sometimes I would be up for almost 48 hours without wow. ever getting adequate sleep or rest. And I found that I was beginning to get very sick uh, physically and I'm feeling ill uh, because even in that time when I would go to church on Sundays or be at Bible class, I found that at times the partner or a client would call me and I would be stepping out of Bible class or stepping out of Sunday morning service in order to take a call because the client or the partner uh, could not wait until the next day. And yeah. so there is this constant cycle of just busy, busy, busy on the go, trying to juggle ministry, uh, business, family and job. And I had an epiphany one day. What if something happened to me? And if something happened to me, what would my job do? And I realized that they would just hire someone else. So <laughs> while I was pretty much killing myself uh, with the career, climbing up the career ladder and the hustle and bustle, I realized that I needed to find more balance in my life. And I began to ask the Lord and seek him about how do I have that balance, not just from a business perspective, but also personal. And he, after a consecration and spending time and on, on a fast uh, and during a period of time, he gave me the, conce the concept of rest. Well, we all can think of rest as as sleep and nap, <laughs> but you go into more about walking in the rest of God and and the the way that He embraces embraces us and gives that peace that passes all understanding and how to do that in the hustle and bustle. One of the things the enemy does so well is makes us think we need to be busy or that we have to continue to earn or work our way into situations like you're explaining yeah. in the corporate world. We do it in ministry as well. We all tend to over serve because servant's heart is where we are. We wouldn't be in this kingdom thing if we weren't. Uh, so give us a little bit of an understanding of what that really means, because it isn't necessarily just your sleep schedule. Exactly. You know, one of the things that I first found out when I started doing this study and going on this journey of understanding what the principle of rest meant, I actually went through the Bible from Genesis through Revelation and began because of the teacher in me and uh, being a type A personality, I had to start from the beginning. So I started it in Genesis. And what I found was in Genesis, the actual principle was established where God himself implemented the principle. And I'm not talking about a denomination or anything like that, just the principle alone where God himself established the principle of rest in Genesis chapter two, where he worked for six days. And on that seventh day, he rested. And, you know, one of the things that I thought was a bit funny is that if he is God almighty, all powerful, all knowing and all these things, did he actually really need to rest? Like, was he really <laughs> tired? And so 
from that perspective, it's like more than likely not if he had all the power, but it was something that he implemented. He, he set a precedent for it and he practiced it himself. And so from that uh, principle alone is where I started the journey and then began to trace through scripture the applicability of it, not just from a physical perspective, but also spiritual, uh, the ability to rest, uh, you know, when we're consumed with stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and worry and feeling overwhelmed with all the things that we might be uh, engaged in, that the ability to rest spiritually uh, and be not overwhelmed with worry and stress and, and all these things. Yeah, well, you're going to get a lot of people stirred up here because we're going to talk about, you know, people that want to make sure it's this day or that day that you take a Sabbath and what the word says about it. And I think the Lord did exactly what he said he did. He he rested because of that end of being done with something and moving on to the next thing. However, so how do how do we do that and it not become a checklist and not become religiosity or churchianity or whatever words you want to put on it? How do we make it not be earning by making ourselves rest? Right. So uh, there's a number of things that I spoke about in the book, uh, particularly as it relates to key ingredients uh, uh-huh. and them being prayer, fervent, uh, fervent prayer, being still, meditating before the Lord, praise and worship, and then also declaration of the word. And a lot of time as Christians, you know, we recognize that there are spiritual disciplines that we practice prayer, worship, reading our Bible, going to church and all these things. But sometimes these can become a bit where it's a religious exercise or we're just going through the motions. And so I uh, purport that we have to be intentional, proactive in incorporating rest as a spiritual discipline. So in addition to uh, prayer and all these things that we do as believers, that we also are incorporating rest as a discipline. And so it's not being religious or being, uh, you know, going through the the motions, but it becomes a habit of our life that we're being intentional. The same way that we practice uh, prayer, that we're also practicing rest. For some people, it might be one day a week. For other people... It might be, you know, a particular time frame uh, during the week. So where I may practice it on Wednesday because of my work or oh, ministry my. schedule or family schedule, someone else may do it on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, we, we get bogged down with some of those particulars of the four walls of the church and where we sit in our pew and we're thinking about that as rest. And then we go do that for an hour and a half and then we go do something else anyway. So it's not truly setting that day aside in the first place. So this discipline you're talking about, though, I I did an interview a while back where the gentleman was talking about how discipline can become a delight. And I think that's what the Lord really does want for us to really experience that peace and rest that you're talking about and the freedom and the balance and the things that we're going to build this show around this live exceptionally. So how does rest play into living exceptionally because the world tells us if you're going to be exceptional, you have to outwork everybody else. You have to be working when they're sleeping. You have to be doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, no, I think that that is a great question uh, because to me, to live a life based on rest, not just where we're practicing it from a spiritual, I mean, physical perspective, but we're also incorporating it spiritually. 
that in order to have a lifestyle of rest, it means that we're living a successful life, so to speak, in regards to living the best that we can. And so living exceptionally in balance, in freedom, in rest, I feel like rest is a hinge on being able to maximize our full potential in God. Because if we're doing things, particularly in ministry or wherever God has placed us, marketplace, family, uh, ministry, community, outreach, if we're doing things from a place of striving or a place of being overstressed or overburdened or just going (laughs) through the motions, then most often there is no power. There's little power that Uh can be achieved. But when we're resting in God, when we're in that place of fervent prayer, of being still to hear what the father is saying for us, what he wants to do with us, where he's taking us, where is he leading? Where is, where is he going? Are we going with him? That as we uh, pursue him in fervent prayer, being still, meditating in praise and worship, basking in his presence and giving him adoration, you know, on a consistent basis, declaring the word, even when we may not feel like it or we don't see things the way that, uh, you know, the way that things look from a natural perspective. But in a place of rest, we begin to see things through a lens that is spiritual. So when we live exceptionally, we're living exceptionally in a posture, in the presence of God, in the balance of hearing what he wants to say, in the freedom, the freedom of sometimes we may say no, sometimes we may not do things like other people want us to do, but we have the freedom of the Holy Spirit that's leading us, guiding us and going, and we're going where he's taking us, right? And then from that place of rest, yeah, direction and discernment from the Holy Spirit is a big key to this. And and you're talking about that spiritual posture of pursuing the Father in a way that allows us to walk in that. And a lot of us take that for granted because we think about these checklists. We think about the religion that our parents had, and we think about what that means to show up at church or to show up at yeah. the job or to show up with our kids and all of those things. So actual rest for, you know, we're, we're talking about a, a holistic approach to rest. But for people that are thinking about the actual sleep part of it right now, (laughs) how do you accomplish that? Because you balance a lot of things. You you know, you're starting this TV program. You've written a book. You've got your job. You've got kids yourself. Uh, Like, so how do you actually figure out the actual sleep part of rest in this whole thing? Well, I do believe that there's such a close tie between the spiritual and the physical. Uh Like a lot of times, even now for myself, because of all the things that I have on my plate, you know, I, I'm reminding myself my own advice <laughs> that I give to people. I That's the remind- tough part about writing a book like this, because now you got to go, okay, what chapter did I say that? Or <laughs> did I say it that way? <laughs> right, exactly. I'm reminding right. myself, take it easy, slow down, you know, spend time with the Lord. I'm reminding myself that, hey, you can't just get up and just be on the go, go, go. Like finding that time of being in God's presence, finding that peace, finding the ability to uh, just be still. Man. But when we're not still or taking time to be still, you know, some people have the luxury, you know, of, I don't know, an hour, two hours. But even if it's just 10 minutes or 15 minutes just to be still, to to center our st- ourselves and to, to hear what God wants to say. You know, sometimes we're constantly uh, praying and giving him our checklist and all the things that, 
we want him to do, but are we actually listening to what he wants to say to us, for us, you know, about today, about next week or about next month, or sometimes just in general. I find that when I take that time and when I'm intentional of being in, being still and being in his presence, that 99.9%, if not 100% of the time, I'm finding peace. I'm finding uh-huh. my, the anxiety, the stress, the, the anxiousness re- being reduced. And, and then so most often from a place that, you know what, if it doesn't get done today, if it doesn't get done this week, it's okay. Because if God instructed me to do it, time, resources, support, partnership is going to come and it's going to get done. Maybe not on my schedule, but it will be done. Well, we experienced that trying to even get this first episode <laughs> together. <laughs> it always seemed like life tried to get in the way. And every, our response is both back and forth to each other was like, you know, the Lord is going to put this together next time. And so even in this, even in this endeavor, the example of waiting on the Lord and being okay if we have to push a deadline or or things like that, which is completely backward from what the world wants to tell us. Right. Countercultural. Uh, <laughs> right. Countercultural. Now there are hard deadlines and there are there is a thing about being a person of your word and and fulfilling those things. So so where does that balance, since we're talking about balance and freedom and rest, where does that balance lie to make sure that we still are true to what we promise, as the scripture tells us, but also aware that life happens? I think that that is such an awesome question because I feel like in this day, people do not keep their word. And I feel as believers that, you know, if we believe and have a relationship with the Lord, who it says that his, that he does not lie, right? Everything that he says and everything that he does, we can count on him. We can hope in him. And so if we're not practicing that as believers ourselves, then we're not being like him. Okay. And so I think that there, we we have to recognize that our word is our bond. When it comes to making commitments or giving obligations uh, where other people are concerned and they're counting on us, sometimes it's a team, a, a team dynamic, a ministry dynamic, you know, our job dynamic where we're having to keep those deadlines And I I believe that if we, in those cases, yes, our word is our bond. At the same time, there are instances, life happens, people get sick, you know, circumstances come up that are beyond our control. And then when we are actually being communicative with the people who we have given our word to or people that we have made a commitment to, then that's where allowance is then given to say, let's work together on adjustments. For example, you know, I've, I've been trying to do this since January and it's now March or April. And so in that, it's like being, keeping you in the loop of what's going on and, you know, being communicative, being vulnerable, being honest and vice versa. When things came up with you, it was the same thing where we are talking, discussing those things and having an agreement that it's okay if we're now adjusting what had been agreed. Yeah. And and I think it's so important what you're pointing out about communication, because I think that's where, again, the enemy tries to divide us and distract us in his attempts to devour. and, And we let ourselves become a sitting target because we've divided ourselves. We don't want to communicate when we're vulnerable. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to look weak 
by needing rest. And that brings up self-care because that can be misconstrued in the world. But self-care is important. How do we look at that from a kingdom mindset? Yes. And we see uh, Jesus himself, you know, a a number of times in the word where he got away. You know, he was on a boat there in the middle of the storm. He was fast asleep. Obviously, he needed rest and he was sleeping. He was sleeping so soundly that there was a violent storm. The people in the boat thought that they were going to perish and die. And that's how soundly he was sleeping that he didn't even hear the storm that was going on around him. So he slept. You know, and sometimes as Christians, I don't think I, I, sometimes, for example, I'm a, a PK, you know, my father's a pastor, my grandfather. For those of you that don't know, pastor's kid, PK, right, pastor's I got you. I, I had to interpret that for some of the audience. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> a third generation. And a lot of times in ministry and even people who are in the marketplace, you know, the first priority are the things that need to get done for work yeah. or church. And sometimes family are on the back burner or even our own health uh, takes a, a back seat, you know, trying to get all these things done. And so when we look at self-care, and I even have a women's retreat that I do annually coming up in, in May called Release, Refresh, Renew. And it focuses on the principle of rest, how we should uh, self-care, spiritual intimacy, and also rest because it's important. We can't live exceptionally. We can't be successful and uh, be successful from a kingdom perspective if we're not taking care of ourselves. If we're, right. you know, stress, anxiety, worry, it all uh, exacerbates symptoms like high blood pressure, right. uh, things with the bowel obstruction, you know, all different types of infections and cancers that they can uh, scientifically trace back to uh, stress, anxiety, and lack of self-care. Well, and for the parents that are watching right now, how do you have self-care when you have other little mini-selves that need your care? (laughs) (laughs) I think we have to, there has to be some aspect of joy as it relates to them. And when we are being so overworked, even from a family perspective, that, you know, we try to find those people that can uh, support us. There's a proverb that talks about it takes a village uh, to take care of children. So whether it's friends or family or people that we can lean on that when we feel overwhelmed or tired from, you know, taking care of the mini me's or the little children that we have people that we can go to and say, hey, you know, I need a break. I need a mental break. I need just some time to myself, you know, so I think that helps. And then also asking God to help us with just finding the joy of all Um, the obligations, especially even from a family uh, perspective, because that, that can be a lot. That can be a lot. That, that is a a well said, good perspective. And and I know that uh, both of us have our own uh, little ones to take care of. And that always plays into decisions. And I'm trying to be more aware now of, of even time with my phone because of ministry and, and social media management and how that all plays in. I found myself a lot of times doing the whole, okay, just a second, uh, I'll be with you in a minute. And so I really have had to to really self-reflect and, and, and put it down and be present. And I think that there is rest even in that and the joy that you were just talking about. I so think that, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that that's a good point. One commitment that I've made to myself is that whenever I have my um, grandkids over, 
I I clear my calendar. I don't do work and I do my best to stay off of my phone. It right. helps me to be present with them. It helps me to enjoy them versus being, you know, oh, I got this to do. I have that to do. And just to clear everything and just know when I have them. And I know that's a bit different than when you have children with you all the time. Um, but it, it's just something that I've been diligent to do. Well, Ed, that that's good because I know that there's going to be people listening and watching this that are grandparents or great grandparents that want to make sure that they're having time, even in, you know, if they're still working or not, you still have to find ways to be present. And uh, grandparents a little easier because then you get to hand them back off. Right. But, uh, <laughs> my, I always tell people when they ask me about that balance between ministry and family, because because they ask, okay, how old are your kids? I've got a 12-year-old, I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And I always follow that with, it's always fun at my yes. house. <laughs> <laughs> so this endeavor, you've talked about the book that you wrote and the timing of that and what the Lord did through that and what is still doing through that. And you've got this conference coming up, but what about this show? What can people expect and, and why do this show now? I believe that... Uh, the principle of rest is timeless. I mean, it doesn't matter if, you know, the book was written about a year ago. It's relevant. It's timeless. It's something that we are facing every day with all the things that are going on in the world, you know, overseas, uh, wars, earthquakes, all, you know, all these things. People are worried. People are stressed out. People are anxious. And so when we look at live exceptionally and balance freedom and rest, you know, this is a show focused on coming up, discussing uh, topics relevant to this. How do we take care of ourselves? Having discussions with uh, leaders who specialize particularly in uh, mental wellness, mental health. Uh, also having uh, Bible studies and teachings uh, related to just the soul, our I mental, know. our mindset, our habits, our lifestyle. How do we choose to walk in a manner where we can be successful in the habits and behaviors that prevent us from being successful or prevent us from being exceptional. Yeah. Understanding whose you are allows you to be who you are. And then that then leads to being able to walk in some of these things you're talking about. Cause, cause in and of ourselves, you know, what took the pressure off for me is I can't do it. He knew we couldn't do it. That's why when right. he told the disciples, you don't get it yet, but I'm sending you a helper. I've got you. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so that helps me a lot. It takes that whole pressure off that, you know, we've got our adoption papers in the Bible. It says that we're a child of God and we get to rest in that as he rested in that. His answer to almost everything was, well, the father said, or it is written. <laughs> and so what you're going to be doing is laying the foundation for some people to understand their identity also in, in this endeavor, I think. So you, you're going to be talking to people. You're going to be having, uh, like you said, discussions straight from Scripture. Kingdom mindset's going to be tremendous. And, and understanding that identity, I think, is going to be key as well. Amen. Yes, definitely. I'm looking forward to discussions that have already been planned with people um, specific to mental health, people who are experts in this field on mental wellness, uh, even uh, ministerial leaders who uh, specialize in prayer and worship and just a different perspective, not from a church perspective, but just daily living of how do we live successfully uh, by uh, refining habits and principles around our, our life and just our day-to-day -day walk in God. And, and you're going to be getting practical things from these professionals and yourself. But the key thing you said there 
was also the way they're living life. You're going to be able to ask questions like I'm asking you where there's transparency, where they're going to talk about things they've dealt with. And that's going to help us all realize, hey, we're kind of all in the same boat anyway, right? <laughs> yes. Sometimes we see people from the pulpit and it seems like they have everything together. Everything seems wonderful. But when we begin to talk to people on a daily basis, we can see that there are challenges. There are obstacles that people uh, experience, frustrations, things that, you know, hearing from people and them sharing those type of things, it also encourages us. It testifies to us that we can also overcome and be successful at these things. It's going to be powerful. I'm looking forward to watching it. I, you know, maybe I'll get to be a part of another episode down the yes. line. But this <laughs> has been an exciting thing to be part of the first one with you. Live exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne. And we're talking about being in balance, freedom, and rest. It's going to be on every week. Uh, be looking for it in all the ways that you look for content like this. Share it with your friends. Uh, and it's going to be uh, a very exciting endeavor for Dr. Yvonne Thompson and all of us to come along with her. So as we head out, uh, people are going to obviously get some of the information as uh, the intro and outro and all that good stuff that goes with television. But why don't you tell people the best place that they can connect with you, whether that be social media, the website, give those particulars as we wrap up this first episode. Awesome. Thank you so much, Quincy. Yes, um, I am so excited about this show and this new season. And you can contact me and make contact, stay connected through elisi.org. Elisi.org, E-L-I-C-I.org. It has all the links to my uh, social media, links to uh, purchase my book, which is also available in Spanish, which I'm very excited about. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's available. Bueno, bueno. <laughs> Um, so, yes, Elisi.org is the best way to uh, make contact and stay connected. Well, that's an amazing thing. I look forward to what all the Lord is going to do through Dr. Yvonne Thompson and this live exceptionally in balance, freedom, and rest. Make sure you're looking at your local listings and staying tuned each week. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week, we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.